This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Okay, we're going to give this a try. We'll see how this works as I do this special solo road trip. I think it's working. The phone is stuck on my dashboard <laughs> precariously. And I've started the van. Turning off that light there. Nobody can see it though because you're not here. And I put it in drive as you probably just heard click in your ear. And now I'm driving. It's a road trip. Episode whatever. Road trip to go see Overlord. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. Boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so why is he was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. So, um... The last road trip I did was a solo road trip, and we never published that episode because it was uh, Predator, the Predator, the Predator. And uh, I talked a little bit about the Predator franchise as I was driving to the theater, talking about the things I like about the Predator franchise, and talking about the things that uh, I didn't like about the Predator franchise. And then I watched the movie, The Predator, and. I did not have much to say about that movie um, on the drive home. I was still trying to process all my thoughts. And as I was processing said thoughts, um, I, I did not have much to say at all. And uh, it just fell apart. And uh, by the time I got home, I realized that this is not going to happen. I'm not going to... Uh, it's just a dumb episode, and so I, I didn't publish that episode. Now, I did do uh, an episode with Real World Theology about the Predator, and uh, that was a that was a good episode. I think a big reason why it was a good episode was that it was not, you know, me by myself trying to think of things to say. Instead, it was me with people who were smart, who had things to say. So, there's that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, that was, that was rough. I'm trying again though, right now, and I'm not sure how well it's going to work. Um, cause I, you know, on one hand, I, I, I'm actually not sure how much, uh, clicking and stuff there's going to be in the, in the actual, uh, sound from, from the car. Cause of the way that my phone is precarious here, um, uh, I'm in the van, not my car. My car is what I usually would do a solo road trip in and, I'm taking the van because 
don't even know why, but I'm, I'm just in the van. Going to go see Overlord. And, uh, yeah, I hope I got that title right. I'm pretty sure it's called Overlord. And what is Overlord? Well, it's part of the, uh, the Cloverfield franchise. And so I'm, I'm curious how it fits in. You know, there's a couple different reasons to be curious about how Overlord fits into the franchise. I mean, first of all, it doesn't have the word Cloverfield in it. Uh, so there's, there's that. Um, you know, the original movie was called Cloverfield. Uh, then the Cloverfield, oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then uh, Cloverfield Paradox. And now we're, we're coming into Overlord. And all I know, really, about Overlord is that it is a uh, World War II, I believe, uh, set um, horror movie, uh, horror science fiction movie. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what's, what's that mean? What's it going to be about? What's it going to be like? Uh, the other thing I know is that from uh, the promotional materials that I've seen online, so, like, when you go to IMDb, and you're looking at that website and you'll have in the center column all of your information and all of the, the stuff about the movie on the banner above and then along both sides they'll have you know advertisements they, they tie it in you know, it's, it's it's an interesting graphic design piece the way that they make it work so that you have the you know the stuff on both sides of, of what you're looking at and the stuff above it and, uh it's it's bloody uh the the promotional you know artwork is is bloody so I, I don't know much more than that i did see the trailers for this thing uh a while ago um in the summer when i went to one or two movies uh they had they had a trailer for this movie and so i'm curious there and you know i like world war ii movies and honestly i'm, I'm kind of in the mood for this because uh for october on comic book time machine i was reading war comics and as i was reading those war comics a lot of them were you know world war ii set stories although some of them were in vietnam and and some of them were uh in world war one and you know that kind of thing but the thing about them is you know you've got that twilight zone vibe of here's a regular war story and then we're going to give it some sort of supernatural twist and this i don't know if there will be a supernatural twist or if it will be a science fiction twist or or what but um, I'm, in, I'm expecting it to be some kind of tense, uh, some sort of, you know, scary thing happening as this crew of people, which I think one of them is Fitz from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm not sure. He looks like it, and I remember looking it up, but not finding the answer. And so, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll just find out. But I thought I remembered seeing him in the in the trailer. So uh, anyway, um, the idea of you know mixed genres that's that's something I, I like. So you know, war movie mixed with uh, horror movie mixed with with uh, sci-fi movie. So you got the sci-fi horror thing going on. You know, that's that's basically aliens. You know, aliens was war movie mixed with horror movie mixed with uh, action sci-fi. And so you know, I'm curious is this what what direction is this going to take based on what I saw in the in the trailers? But then there's also the big question about how will this fit into the Cloverfield franchise? And how will this fit into my ranking of the Cloverfield franchise? Because that's a fun thing to do, you know, ranking your stuff. Um, so ranking the Cloverfield franchise right now, the first movie uh, is, 
the second best in my mind. The first one, second best. Second one, first best. Third one, not worth anyone's time. Uh, it just, I, I was not impressed with that movie at all. I did not like it. But 10 Cloverfield Lane with John Goodman, and uh, it, that was really good. And Cloverfield itself, I think the, the biggest knock against Cloverfield for me is that it was a shaky cam, first person, um, you know, found footage kind of thing. So, and we did a whole uh, a whole episode about the Cloverfield franchise, so you can find that in our in our podcast feed if you are so inclined. But I'm the other thing that I'm excited about is because uh, I was thinking about the the sci-fi movies that I've been seeing in theaters uh, in the last couple of years, and there's been some really good. Uh, not franchise sci-fi movies. So Annihilation and Arrival are the ones that come to mind where I, I enjoyed them for you know, they were good low not totally low budget but lower budget kind of sci-fi movies and, and they're the kind of things that you know they, they were thoughtful sci-fi movies. And I know Evan wasn't a big fan of, of Arrival which surprised me but then that was one of those conversations where I started to get to understand a little bit more of Evan's uh Interests and, and the, the kinds of things that Evans like Evan likes and, and how he likes them. So uh, you know, but Arrival, I, I really enjoyed that. Annihilation, I enjoyed. It was weird. There was some bizarre stuff going on in that movie, especially toward the end. Uh, and I really want to see both of those again. But um, they they both were not just going to you know it's it's not not the sci-fi action movie. You know, it's not the it's not the bam bam shoot 'em up kind of thing. It's the Hey, there's stuff to think about here. There's stuff to uh, to process, and and there is some bang bang shoot 'em up and, and annihilation. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I just I, I like them. The other thing right now is I'm watching um, some uh, foreign films that I've uh, been returning to and and watching again. I haven't watched them in, in a couple decades actually, or almost two decades. And uh, they're uh, Andre Tarkovsky's uh, Stalker. I just watched last week, and then um, I'm watching Solaris right now. I just started it at a really bad time because it's been a couple days now since I've had a chance to get back into it. Um, but it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm not going to be watching it while uh, while the kids are up and around. Not because there's anything questionable uh, about the content. There, there really isn't in those movies. But uh, mainly because I want to be able to give it my full attention if the kids are running around or doing stuff. I just, I can't give it my full attention. And they feel like they deserve my full attention, you know. But those, again, thoughtful sci-fi movies. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not going to be one of those uh, thoughtful sci-fi movies where you're, as you're watching this thing, you know, you get these moments of just long tracking shots or, or moments to just be quiet and, and think about the stuff that you're, you're watching and, and think about the things that are going on on the screen. I, I just, that's a guess. I'm, I may be wrong about that. I'm also hoping that on the drive home, I'm going to have a lot to talk about and, and uh, you know think about when I'm sitting through the uh, the end credits of the movie. But um, I I've been enjoying watching that stuff and kind of actually taking a little bit of a, a little bit of a breather from the pop sci-fi. Uh, you know, taking a little bit of a breather from the Star Wars stuff and the the Marvel stuff. Um, and, and just trying to watch some stuff that I know I'm going to enjoy, but that also I know that I'm going to enjoy thinking about it and 
just letting it stew in my mind. Stalker is a movie that I'd love to do an episode about, and I've talked about this on Facebook. Uh, I can't remember who commented uh, about, uh, wonder if we would do an episode about this. I mean, the main reason that they commented uh, if we would do an episode about Stalker was because um, Evan said that it would be a movie that he would hate, and it would be. I I would not make Evan sit through uh, three hours of, of Russian uh, cinematography. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, but not a lot's going on. I, I just imagine him pulling out his hair. Um, you know, and that's not to say he's, he's not uh, you know, a thoughtful guy. He is, um, but that's just not his speed at all. And, uh, but with, uh, with Stalker, uh, then it was suggested, well, maybe you could do the episode with a, a guest host. And I think it was Nathan James Norman who suggested that. And, and I actually, I'd be really up for that. I, I we need to find someone obviously who's seen seen the movie, but that, it's meaty. There is a lot to talk about, and there's there's just uh, there's spiritual elements going on. Um, the characters in that movie fitted fitted nicely into my uh, trinity of of individual characters. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times your three main characters, if you have three main characters, are going to fit into mind, body, and soul, and they totally fit into my mind, body, and soul uh, on. And actually, in, in some ways, um, mind and soul, um, or rather, uh, mind and and body. Well, no, well, they're 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 fighting for the soul of of the main character, and uh, you've got this this whole idea of um, they're seeking something that could be supernatural or that could be beyond science, and it's something that. Um, even if it is, even if there's a rational explanation for why it's happening, the thing that's happening is not rational based on them. They're, they're going out to find something that can grant uh, wishes, which just does not make, make sense. And, and then when you get into the ideas of uh, what, how their wishes come true, there's really, really deep, interesting things going on with that. I really... It's just, it's a fantastic movie. Easily one of the best movies of, uh, uh, one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. Uh, I went to the theater here and, and I don't anticipate um, what I'm about to go and see to be one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. But the question is, could it be one of the greatest sci-fi movies of the year? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'm, I'm just really uh, interested in seeing what this is. I've seen one uh, World War II sci-fi movie um that sticks out in my mind. I'm sure that I've seen others, but the one that sticks out in my mind, something I think it's called like zone troopers or something like that. I saw it on TV a couple years ago when I was at my parents' house and, um, it was, it was not great. Uh, and so I, I sure this will be uh, better than that, but, um, yeah, I'm about to go inside the theater. got my, uh, popcorn bucket, got my, uh, uh, tickets. Actually, I didn't buy my ticket. Oh, you know what? I can use my free coupon. I have a couple free coupons and uh, I don't know if I want to use my free coupon on a movie that's already going to be cheap. It's Tuesday at the AMC movie theater here and that means cheap movie day. So I don't know if I want to use my coupon today. Well, it doesn't matter. I got a free coupon because um, when I went and saw Mystery Science Theaters and Rickshaw for Crawl, they messed up that showing so bad. And uh, 
they had to put us in a new theater and the audio was off and the screen went blank and it was just bad news. So I got two free tickets and I've been saying to myself, I'll just save them for when I have to go to a uh, 3d showing and not Tuesday cheap showing that's not 3d. So anyway, all that said, I'm going to go into the theater now and I am going to watch this movie. Okay, I am now leaving the theater parking lot. I already left the theater, now leaving the parking lot. And I just saw Overlord, which you already knew that because you're listening to the podcast. And I just told you I was going to go see Overlord. Now, uh, hmm. I want to be careful. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to get into like major spoilers. Um, the movie very predictable, very predictable at some points and unpredictable at others. There was some tension. There was some jump scares and stuff like that. The interesting thing to me was that this, this felt like an Indiana Jones movie, <laughs> honestly. Um, with the, uh, you know, it's World War II, there's Nazis, you got good guys. Um, it's you know, World War II, uh, so Indiana Jones, maybe if, uh, if Saving Private Ryan was an Indiana Jones movie or something. Uh, for some reason, I was just thinking about Saving Private Ryan as well. Uh, and, you know, there's some, some interesting things there. Uh, so so there, there's some stuff to think about. There's some interesting things to think about in this movie as far as uh, just ideas. Uh, I wondered if it was going to be something where it's kind of a simplistic, you know, experimenting on humans is bad. You know, and also uh, don't kill people and stuff like that. Um, there was some interesting stuff as far as, you know, you got, there's evil supernatural stuff going on. But then you also have your human characters, your regular people, your regular Joes, if you would. They're doing bad stuff or stuff that's uh, at the very least morally dubious. But what I found was the most interesting idea as I walked out of the theater. Uh, there is the, the evil scientist lab is in uh, a tower. Well, it's under a tower of a church. And so the tower itself has some things going on where they're using it to like jam radio signals or something like that. And that's the mission. But then they find out there's a secret lab underneath. And this secret lab underneath has evil, bad, supernatural stuff going on in there. And as they are walking into town, they pass this pile of junk, garbage. And there's two uh, large carvings of, of Jesus that had been at one time on a crucifix inside the church. And... It's just been discarded, but the church is still being used. And this is slight spoilers here, but it's being used for these scientific experiments. And these scientific experiments are to extend life. And I'm not going to get into you know all the details there, 
just that they uh, they say you know a, a thousand year Reich needs a thousand year soldier or something like that and it just what's interesting to me about that idea is you know you have first of all this kind of metaphorical thing going on where the church is being used um, by the Nazis to do their own profane version of eternal life uh, but they have discarded Christ and and it's it, it reminded me of just how you know the, the Nazis used the church the Nazis used Christians uh, who refused to stand against them and speak out against them because it was dangerous and you could die if you would speak out against the Nazis or, or anything like that and, uh, and as a result you have this situation where Hitler his rise to power wasn't just on the backs of believers in Christ uh, they were actively a part of the rise of uh, Hitler and the, the Nazi party and you know not, not all of them obviously and, and they weren't the only reason that he was allowed to rise to power but that was definitely a part of it and just uh, it was really the, the idea of evil evil uh, evil is able to succeed when, when good men do nothing and here you have uh, just kind of this microcosmic metaphor version of the Nazi party, you know, and, and they're doing their experiments, and getting their own profane eternal life or whatever it might be, the scientific way. Um, and there's something maybe to be said of uh, discarding religion in, in favor of science, but this just to me felt like, you know, the, the Nazis were using this, this church and they were... Um, using it to create their own version of Christianity. Uh, this, not, not, not literal, but metaphorical version of, of Christianity. And I don't think that that is what the director, Julius Avery, uh, was going for necessarily. It's just some things that I was thinking about. You know, it's, I was hoping for some thoughtful sci-fi, and I got something to think about with, with this movie. Um, there was there are other things as well. There's some really interesting stuff with um, the idea that they're behind enemy lines and the main character is African American, and uh, he's uh, there's a Jewish character as well, and he's like, you know, we're behind enemy lines. What are they going to do if they find a guy named Rosenfeld? Or I, I, I think it was Rosenfeld that he said his name was. And, and uh, but then you have the the, uh, the main character Boyce, and you know he's behind enemy lines. Uh, Rosenfeld, they end up putting him in street clothes at one point, and you're just, you know, he he looks Jewish, but in the dark, you know, he might be able to pass for a French person, but um, but not Boyce, you know, he's he's running around, he could not pass for a German or pass for a French person, um, so he's kind of in a, a double jeopardy situation, um, and. The fear and the tension for me was was there whenever you know they were running away from, from Nazis and that, um, and so I just it's well made, well crafted movie. And it's not a this isn't a sit down and think movie. This isn't a you know mull over every moment as it's happening kind of thing. Like I was talking about with uh, 
Tarkovsky and his his two sci-fi movies, but uh, there was at least a little bit to think about there. And uh, there was, you know, stylistically, uh, you know how in movies, uh, you ever um, seen a movie where they uh, they there's an explosion, and when this explosion happens uh, afterward, everything goes quiet. It's just it's just silent. And it's just like, you know, boom, you just hear quiet noises in the background, that kind of thing. You know that? Yeah. So does the director of this movie. Uh, he, he, he's seen that happen in movies and, uh, he decided to use it in this one a bunch. That was a, a motif that they went back to another motif that they went back to is spitting. That was really interesting. There was a lot of spitting at people on things, spitting blood out. Uh, it's just a really interesting, you know, I don't know why. Uh, I Maybe there's more to think about there, but um, I just kept going back to the, the spit. Uh, the music was... Uh, okay at points and then at other points it just felt like um just the the bombastic we've got a villain here nazis it was not subtle um the sound design was really good though there were things with the the flying bullets and things like that but um the sound design was also such that the theater that I was in, the sound system could not handle it. So I don't know what that was all about, but uh, they need to work on fixing that front right speaker. So anyway, yeah, Overlord. Um, it's gross. There is a lot of blood. It is R-rated. And, oh, Cloverfield. How does it fit in? Well, apparently it's not Cloverfield movie. Um, and the reason I know that it's not a Cloverfield movie is that I looked it up and JJ Abrams and Julius Avery both said it's not a Cloverfield movie. So how does it fit into the Cloverfield franchise? Uh, it doesn't. Uh, so I don't have to adjust my Cloverfield franchise order. Um, they just let people think it was the rumor started and they let it go. And that's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they started the rumor because that is a bad robot kind of thing to do with a Cloverfield movie. Of course, it's not a Cloverfield movie. Apparently, it's just not meant to be Cloverfield. So in my ranking of Overlord movies, uh, this is the uh, top one. Top, top Overlord movie. Uh, in the whole Overlord franchise. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overall, I give this a, a four out of five, I think. Uh, again, it, it's good. It's serviceable. It's um, you know, nice to see a, a movie like that where it's not a part of a franchise. Although I, I did feel like there was a, a lot of uh, the 
you know, tones with alien or aliens, I should say, uh, predator, you know, predator where they go out, they're on one mission and then things don't go well. And then suddenly they're dealing with, uh, the predator. Well, in, in this, they're, they're going in on one mission and certain things don't go well. And, and suddenly they're dealing with something quite other that they were not expecting. So that was, uh, I mean, oh, the, the aliens, uh, connection is in just that cast of characters. You know, you have that, that group of soldiers and, uh, they're, they're doing their mission and they're reacting and they're all, um, you know, well, well-rounded characters. Um, the, the thing is, uh, well, you know, I guess when you look at alien and aliens, I was thinking about this and how alien, um, is just a very nihilistic movie where it ends with the triumph of, you know, uh, Sigourney Weaver of Ripley, but that's it. Everyone else is gone. And Aliens, on the other hand, is a very optimistic movie. You know, this is a a movie where you have um they they triumph and there's more. You know, the, the child survives and Hicks survives and Ripley survives and Bishop kind of survives. And uh, yeah, this this uh, ends. I mean, everyone dies except for, you know, some people and it ends with a kind of positive, not so nihilistic ending. Uh, could have, I was expecting it to end a lot more nihilistic. So that's that. I am now going to stop recording and I am also considering if I'm going to. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving me your time. And letting me do this uh, movie with you. And thank you for sharing the ride home. Appreciate it. And we will see you in a couple episodes we've got coming up. Uh, one episode will be the uh, an episode that I'm recording with. Uh, I did record, that is, with uh, Steve. And then there's the episode that I recorded with Evan at the comic convention that we went to, which was one of the weirdest comical convention situations I ever found myself in. But, uh, yeah, we'll get you that episode soon. And we got some more movie stuff coming up. So. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. Everything goes quiet. It's just, it's just silent. And 
It's just like, you know, boom, boom. You just hear quiet noises in the background. That kind of thing.